0: No bridge necessary Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Laurel, Gary, and
1: Mark. I got alive with the sound of music.
2: Oh, mate, 50 bucks. She can't get through this interview without breaking into song.
0: Oh, come
1: I, 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 I am. you I mean? One, I have to, to be one. able to break into songs. You right. mentioned the sound of music, She's and I go, I got alive with
0: the sound of Here's your $50. Thank you (laughs)
1: Has has our special guest hung up? I think he has Not
2: at all I'm very impressed by Laurel's voice (laughs)
1: there
2: I think there's a career for you in musical theatre I'm on the phone to John Frost tonight
1: Nicholas, how wonderful The 50th anniversary of one of our favourite musicals
2: I spoke to Angela Cartwright and Kim Corratt this morning And we say to each other I mean, it's like we've blinked our eyes And 50 years have gone by We just can't believe it And it's great that people still want to watch the movie. That's what's even more miraculous.
0: that's looking back as an adult, but what what were your memories as a child when you were actually doing it? Was it just another job?
2: Yes and no. I mean, when we first started, uh, those of us who were already working as professional actors, it was just another job, a really good job. I mean, a, a fantastic job because, you know, we knew we were going to Austria and we knew we were going to be singing all these songs. But nobody knew we were making a movie that was going to go on to become, you know, the, the most famous and most popular movie musical in the history of movies.
0: Kim Carrath was telling us uh, recently that uh, during the shooting of the scenes, she was learning to play Gin Rummy with some of the uh, crew. What are your memories of being just around the whole movie?
2: well first i'm going to say that doesn't surprise me about kim because kim was five going on 40 (laughs) and had this extraordinary brain for a five-year-old my memory that sticks the clearest in my mind is every single day coming and just being awestruck by this crew because we had the greatest technicians in hollywood so we not you know i was fascinated by movies and by the movie business so I not only had Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer as these role models, but you know, the sound department, the camera department, the costume department, the the, the guys painting the sets, everybody was the absolute top. And I just felt like I was at the most wonderful university of film that you could possibly attend with, with a master scholar, you know, in every position.
1: It was such an, a gorgeous movie to see at the cinema, and that's why yeah. we encourage all people to go back and see it again on Mother's Day, May the 10th, because, you know, not only was it the incredible music and the and the beautiful storyline, but some of those uh, those shots, those cinematic shots, one of my favourites is the ceiling shot in the church where Maria is marrying yeah. uh, the captain and, and walking down the aisle that, that is, it's just glorious it's so rich.
2: You know that's interesting you would mention that Laurel because that shot, that particular shot was incredibly difficult to get That church that we were filming in was 450 years old. Nobody was allowed to touch anything. You weren't allowed to put a screw or a nail or, you know, anything in anything. So they somehow had to rig um, a, a platform with a crane that could rise up into the air without touching any of the walls or the ceiling or disturbing any of the artifacts in the church. And I agree with you. I think that's that's an extraordinary shot. And possibly that shot is the reason that so many people to this day go to Salzburg and want to get married in that church. The
1: hills are alive with the sound of music.
0: Now we are chatting to Nicholas Hammond from the movie Sound of, uh, sound of Music 50 year anniversary. Yesterday we chatted to Kim Carrath from the movie. She was a lot younger than he was when they filmed it, and I asked, or we asked a question about. Uh, uh, working on the scenes of the movie and, and what it was like to work with Christopher Plummer in particular. Now, her ideas is that he was quite lovely. He was mm. fine. How does an older kid see Christopher Plummer on set? Mm. We'll find out more. The story is actually completely different.
1: The hills are alive with the sound of music. Dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> we are celebrating the fiftieth anniversary of the wonderful musical The Sound of Music, and we've got Nicholas Hammond uh, chatting with us this morning. He played Frederick von Trapp, one of the children in The Sound of Music.
0: How did you find Christopher Plummer on set? Uh, we we have heard these rumours, you know, for quite a while that uh, he tried to keep away from the kids a little bit, so that you would kind of look at him as a. a... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? I think that's absolutely right,
2: and I think it was absolutely right for him to do that. You know, he and Julie, and whether they got their heads together about this, I don't know, but they took extremely different approaches to how they interacted with the children, particularly the little children. They knew well enough that, you know, very small children are not really going to know the difference between when the camera's on and when the camera isn't on. And it was important that Julie just be completely adored and loved and... Treated with joy and delight by all of us, and she was because she was completely wonderful and played games with us and, you know, taught us songs and taught us riddles and, you know, and told us jokes. You know, Christopher would come on the set, he'd say good morning, and then he'd go to his trailer. So those of us who were the kids, it was always kind of like, ooh, okay, I better be on my best behavior when I'm around Mr. Plummer which was the perfect way for those kids to feel on screen with their father. So I I think it was a very clever approach they both took. If he'd been clowning around on the floor and letting us ride on his back and pulling funny faces and telling jokes... It would have been very, very difficult for a five- or a six-year-old to then suddenly snap to attention and get a look of, you know, a a look of trepidation in their face when he walked into the shot. When you were filming this with Julie Andrews, Mary Poppins came out first, so... Did you treat her as, oh, that's the lady for Mary Poppins, or was she just an actress to you? She was not only just an actress, she was a completely unknown actress to everybody on that soundstage, with the exception of me. I had seen her in London on the closing night of My Fair Lady as Eliza Doolittle. So I knew she was this extraordinary talent. But yes, Poppins had been filmed, but it hadn't been released... So no one on the crew, none of the other actors in the film had ever heard of her. So she was a 27-year-old English girl, in their mind, who'd come out and had scored this job that every every young actress in Hollywood had wanted. And instead, you know, a lot of people thought, what have they done? They've hired somebody who no one's ever heard of. And no one had ever heard of Christopher Plummer. He was an unknown Canadian Shakespearean actor. That was the genius of Robert Wise, the director, was casting. And, of course, by the time we opened, Poppins was out and Julie Andrews was already an enormous international star.
1: Well, we can't let you go uh, without mentioning uh, uh, something else that's an absolute favourite of mine. And the boys are going to sigh here when I say the Brady Bunch, Uh because can I tell you... You're kidding. He wasn't in the Brady Bunch, was he? Yes, he was in the Brady Bunch. He was in one of my favourite episodes. Something about noses. Something suddenly came up. Hey, Doug.
2: That's right, I was Marsha Brady's boyfriend <laughs> oh. <laughs> And you were, very,
1: you were very cruel to her When she got her nose practically broken by that football And uh, yeah, you...
2: Laura, We have to sit down over a glass of wine And have a talk about this Because if you remember there's a morality tale in that episode oh, Yes. She dumped the nerdy guy to go out with me
1: That's right Then she gets her
2: comeuppance When she damages her nose Her nose swells up so I dump her. Look,
1: we'd just like to say once again, Nicholas Hammond, thank you so much for your time.
2: Thank you, all three of you. I hope to see you in Brisbane next time I'm there. Hang on. Out of the entire cast (laughs) of The Sound of Music,
0: we get the two that both appeared on the Brady Bunch. Coincidence or not, my friend. That's
1: right. Really? (laughs) Yep. Little Gretel. She played Kerry Hathaway. Uh, she uh, was uh, Peter's love interest in the Brady Bunch. Yeah. When they were quite a few years older, they I yeah. think she was about 14 when she was on well, the Brady I couldn't
0: Bunch. get what uh, was Cartwright, Angela Cartwright or something. She was in too Lost old. Space. By then.
1: She was too old by then, probably. Cri- Christopher uh, Plummer's
0: on the phone. He was on the Brady Bunch as well, apparently. <laughs> he was in the Battle of Britain. I mean, I could have talked to her about that. Oh, no, we get the two from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but Nicholas uh, Hammond, you do remember the episode. He played <laughs> oh, Dunk yeah, Simpson and is... asked Marsha for a date, yeah. and then all of a sudden she gets a nose broken by football because yeah. the boys were playing now, footy it, in the was backyard. It Peter or was it Peter that threw the ball or Bobby? Was it Peter, wasn't it? I don't like this when you try and judge me. You try and catch me. <gasps> oh, doesn't know something
0: about I'm the Brady Bunch. I Peter. think it was
1: Peter. And she goes, Oh, oh my nose. Oh, my nose. Yeah, and it swelled up. Swelled up. Mm. And then Doug, when he sees her, he says, oh, I can't take you out because uh, you look hideous. That's what mm. he was trying to say. He
0: was shallow. Uh,
1: something suddenly came up.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, if you've just joined us, we're explaining every single episode <laughs> of the Brady Bunch. We're running through the whole lot this morning. It's going to be an awesome show. Yeah, which one's did uh, voice acting on The Simpsons, mate? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Look, uh, uh, probably all of them. Look at <laughs> you. Laurel, Gary, and Mark.